Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. All right. Hey, family. How's it going? Good. Nice to see all of you today. Um, shall we? Just get right to it. So, close your eyes, come into this space, come into this moment of peace, of love, to this vibrational frequency in this moment. And we take a deep inhale through the nose. As we inhale, we inhale love. And as we exhale, we breathe deep into the belly. Let's flow together. So we inhale. Beautiful. And together we exhale. And together we inhale. Beautiful. And we exhale. Think of it as we're creating like a little vortex with each other. So we inhale this love. Inhale the peace of this moment. Let it sit in your chest for a second and we exhale all the way down to the belly. And we inhale, we cleanse the mind, we cleanse the body, we cleanse the soul in this moment with this breath all the way to the top of the forehead and we let it sit in the forehead we exhale, feel as the breath travels down your spine into the belly. Let the belly touch the spine. So when we inhale, we allow the breath to come all the way into our body, into the forehead. We hold, and then when we exhale, we invite the breath all the way down into the belly and allow the belly to touch the spine. Let's go, inhale. Beautiful, and we exhale all the way out, all the way out into the belly, touch the spine. Beautiful. 
Inhale forgiveness. And as we exhale, we repeat the mantra in our mind, in our heart, in our soul. I am forgiving. Exhale. And we inhale forgiveness for ourselves, forgiveness of others. It's so easy for us to forgive other people, but why is it so hard for us to forgive ourselves? So we inhale that forgiveness, and on the way out, I want you to say it. I am forgiveness. I am forgiving. I am healing in this very moment. The parts of me that I have allowed to stray so far away, we invite those parts of us back into this space the fragmented parts of us that we feel don't deserve love. We invite them back into this space because those are the parts of us that are being called here today and that are asking you for your forgiveness. So we inhale all the way to the top of the forehead and we hold it there. And as we hold it there, a beautiful bright white light enters through the forehead and we exhale all the way down into the belly, into the spine. Roll your necks, move your arms, move your shoulders if you need. Feel your body right now. Beautiful. And we take it a little further as we inhale. Let's inhale joy. I am joy. And we inhale this joy, this light of God, as it enters into our mind, into our body, our heart, our soul. And we let this joy flow all the way through us, down to the toes, send the breath down to the toes. And we breathe out audibly. breathe let it out invite this love into your heart and let those parts of you that are hurting right now those parts of you that nobody else sees that it's only you and you against you in those moments you know exactly what I'm talking about so that part of you let that part of you shine right now because it is so beautiful all parts of you are divine. All parts of you are beautiful. And we inhale. observer of the breath become one with soul become the observer of thought 
become one with soul. And we inhale, deep inhale. And we let it go. And what does letting go really mean? It means to go within. You let go by going within. You let go of the whatever's happening on the external by going within. And you find the healing within yourself, the strength. You honor those parts of yourself that are hurting right now, that are feeling something right now. You honor that part of you and you let go by going within. So as we go within, we repeat the affirmation, I honor myself. And we inhale this breath. And as we exhale, I honor myself. I want to say it together. We inhale this breath. And on exhale, let's do it together. I honor myself. Inhale this breath. I honor myself. Inhale this breath. Ready? I honor myself. Inhale this breath. I honor myself. Beautiful. Keep going. Inhale this breath. I honor myself. 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 Put your hands on your hearts. Be at one with such a beautiful part of your being. I am love. Inhale this breath. I am love. Inhale. I am love. Beautiful. Inhale this breath. I am love. And as we continue to invite this breath into our bodies, into our souls, we can change our reality by simply changing the words that we use after the most powerful words in this language, just as I am. So who are you? You have to be careful about the words that you choose to place after the statement I am, right? I am love. I am divine. I am beautiful. I am healing. I am one with all that is. I am one with God, with this 
beautiful cosmic consciousness. I am one with my brother, with my sister, with my mother, with my father, with my neighbor. I am one with nature. I am one with God. I am so divine. I am light. I am love. I honor myself. Change the external world by changing your internal world, and it starts with your word. The word of God comes directly from you. It comes directly from your mouth, your lips. This word of God changes the frequency of your being. It increases your vibrational frequency. It increases so much beauty. It, it allows beauty into your life, into all parts of you just by the words that you choose. And so we inhale this breath and on the exhale, I am divine. The real mission you have in life is to make yourself happy. And in order to be happy, you have to look at what you believe, the way you judge yourself, the way you victimize yourself. Be completely honest about your happiness. Don't project a false sense of happiness by telling everyone, look at me, I'm a success in life, I have everything I want, I am so happy. When you may not like yourself, Everything is there for us. But first we need to have the courage to open our eyes, to use the truth, and to see what really is. Humans are so blind, and they are blind because they don't want to see. Your mind and your body have completely different needs, but your mind has control over your body. Your body has needs that you cannot avoid. You have to fulfill the needs for food, for water, for shelter. The problem is that the mind says, these are my needs. In the mind, we create a whole picture in this bubble of illusion, and the mind takes responsibility for everything. The mind thinks it has the need for food, for water, for shelter, for clothing. But the mind has no needs at all, no physical needs. The mind doesn't need food, it doesn't need oxygen, doesn't need water. The mind needs nothing because the mind is just a body of consciousness and that is who you are. And so you have everything that you need in this moment because everything that you will ever need in this lifetime is found within you. You are a powerful, powerful being. And I pray that nobody ever changes that. Nobody ever allows you to feel that you are less than. And when doubt creeps in, remember how powerful you are. And remember that the power comes from your word. I am. And then you fill in the rest. So let's take one more breath in together. 
And of course, we're gonna send light out to the world. We're gonna send love out to the world. Anyone that is hurting right now, going through any sort of trauma, anything. And we heal the world by continuously raising the vibration of this planet together. And it starts with our word. And it starts with being kind to ourselves and loving ourselves a little bit more. It starts with us. It starts with you. It starts with the I that is one with all. Namaste. Thank you. You can come back into your body. Thank you, guys. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Heartway family. You can take your seats. How are we feeling, everybody? Happy Sunday. Man, it, it's been a, an incredible morning so far. Wow. Hopefully the guy speaking doesn't mess it all up. Jeez, man, gosh. Hoo-wee. Well, I'm going to read to you a passage of scripture from the words of Jesus that maybe a little difficult for you to swallow. Okay, so I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I promise I'm not trying to make your life difficult or miserable at all. But just know that when you hear this, it's going to make you feel a certain type of way. But just hang on with me. Go with me on the ride. All right, look at what it says on the Sermon on the Mount. These words will change your life. But I say to you not to resist evil, but whoever will slap you on your right cheek. Turn to him also the other. You ever been in churches where they're like, turn to your neighbor? So we're going to do a turn to your neighbor and slap him on the right cheek. Come on, everybody. (laughs) Don't do that, please. So what are your initial thoughts when you hear this? You can just say anything. What comes to you? How do you feel? Oh, wow. Somebody said, oh, hell no. I like that. Wow, 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 wow. Anybody else? Any other feels? Sounds good in principle, but in practice, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. Surrender. I like that. You're so spiritual, Vidal. I love you. But I say to you not to resist evil, but whoever will slap you on your right cheek, turn to him also the other. What in the heck are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? These words only make sense to somebody who has come to understand just how deeply satisfying unconditional love is. If you have yet to come to know just how deeply satisfying to the soul unconditional love is this is just going to go right over your head why in the world would I turn the other cheek why in the world would I respond by just doing nothing how can I not react how can I not give this person a taste of their own medicine Oftentimes, when we love other people, if we're being honest, we do it with strings attached, right? Like, I'll treat you well. I'll do good to you, but I'm also going to expect you to do the same to me. 
Because if I'm treating you this way, well, you better be treating me this way. Strings attached. And of course, I mean, we'll love, we'll give, we'll do so much for people. But if that's not reciprocated in the manner that we think it should be, if it's not reciprocated in a way that we expect it to be, then we rescind our love. We take it back. And in worst case scenarios, if I've been doing good and I've been treating you right and I've been trying to just love you, but you're not doing it back, now you become my enemy. And now we become oppositional, like the complete opposite of treating people good and loving them and helping them. Oh, you're not going to appreciate what I'm doing for you? Watch this. And now we totally flip the script on people. If you've ever been like on the other side of that, right? Like if somebody has been doing good to you and for some reason you aren't responding up to their criteria and now they have become oppositional towards you, it's very easy for us to want to match that kind of energy. We say that a lot. I, I saw somebody on Instagram this morning uh, she said something along the lines of, I'll match the energy that you give me. That's like a very quasi-spiritual way of uh, trying to sound like, you know, because all that means is other people control you. No, you, you don't match other people's energy. You set the tone. You set the energy. Nobody moves you from the divine energy. You, you, you stay rooted in that. That's the, that's the beauty of, of love. It's like a firm foundation on which you can stand. You become immovable. You cannot be shaken. And so we don't match the energy, right? We set the energy. We set the tone. But what happens if we don't? What happens if we meet oppositional energy with more oppositional energy. What is gonna result from that? More conflict, more difficulty, more dysfunction, more opposition. We think that opposing those who have hurt us or betray us is gonna make us feel better. That's why we do it. But all it does is make things so much worse because when you start a war with somebody, let me tell you something, it never stops. It never ends. One person is always going to try and outdo the other person. And now your whole life revolves around what they do and what they don't do. And you, everything that they do, you make it about you. Everything that you say, you take it super personal. And even if the war were to end externally, right? Let's say you get into an issue with somebody and you both part ways. You move to Alaska, they move to Australia. You don't even see each other. You don't even talk to each other. You're not even really fighting with each other physically or in person. Even if physically, externally, the war has come to an end, internally, it'll continue in you. In your mind, you will always be at war with these people. And we justify this, of course. Well, they did me wrong first. They hurt me. I'm just defending myself. I've said it before, I'll say it again, defense is the first act of war. Defending yourself is just another way of saying, I'm attacking somebody else. But we want to punish people for what they've done to us. Because we think that's going to do something for us internally, make us feel better. 
But it's impossible to punish another person without punishing yourself. All punishment of others is just self-punishment. You're punishing yourself. It's impossible to hurt another person without hurting you too. Because who you are at your core is love. And it always hurts to pretend that you're not. It always hurts to pretend that you're not. So when we're dealing with the negative words and actions of other people, the temptation for us becomes to just shut down. And so I believe the core, the essence of all spiritual practice is simply a matter of keeping your heart open. Keeping your heart open. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, no matter how they treat you, no matter what it is you have to go through, you continue to keep your heart open. What does that mean? That means I stay vulnerable. That means I stay connected. That means I stay compassionate. That means I remain kind. Our natural impulse is not to do this. Our natural impulse when we're dealing with the crap that other people give to us is to give them a taste of their own medicine. You can do that, but at what cost? It's going to cost you your peace. It's going to cost you your integrity. It's going to cost you your clarity because now you're not even seeing reality. You're not even seeing what is real. You're living in an imagined version of life. But you think that that is what's real. So the question becomes, how far... Will you be willing to go just to prove your point? How far will you be willing to go just to assert that you are right? And the truth of the matter is, oftentimes people aren't even intending to hurt us and to poke at us, but we interpret it that way because of our insecurities. Many of you know... Uh, I'm a single father now. I have a little puppy. Her name, is, uh, her name is Callie. She's been with me for two years. And listen, every night, Callie sleeps with me. For some reason, last night, I'm ready to go to bed. I finished brushing my teeth. I floss. I'm ready to go. I said, Callie, Callie. I go down the hall, I look at her, she's in her little bed like this. But that's not her bed where she sleeps. She sleeps in my bed. <laughs> but she's in her little bed in the living room. I said, Callie, come on, mama. She looks at me with like these eyes. She's like, I'm not going, bro. <laughs> I said, okay. So I went to my room. I left my door a little open because I'm like, she's going to come. She never came. <laughs> so I woke up. I woke up this morning, like, maybe 6 a.m. I, I had to go to the bathroom, and I, I, I was offended. <laughs> I literally could not believe that she did not come to sleep next to me. So I lay in bed. I'm chilling. I'm going over, like, what I'm going to share this morning, just in my mind. And then I go back to sleep. Lo and behold, 8 a.m. comes. I hear her little chain. <laughs> She's coming. And I'm like, oh, oh what, 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 what is she going to do now? And I have my hand, like, I'm literally, like, dead, like a corpse in my bed. And she starts licking my hand. And I look over at her. I said, what do you want? You know why she's doing Now she's acting all nice because she wants me to take her out. 
and she wants me to give her breakfast. Really? Really? So now, and, I, and I'm, I'm having this conversation with Callie, okay? This wasn't just like in my head. I literally was like doing this with her. Yes, I was having a dialogue with my baby daughter. Does anybody else do this? I hope so. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, good. I could. I'm not the only crazy one. I couldn't believe it. Okay. Now, look, 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 look. Okay. Callie, she probably didn't mean nothing by it, right? You know, we're talking about a dog here. She just was doing what she's doing. But she, she did. Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. But, you know, if I can create this story around something my dog did last night, we can create these kind of stories around the things that people do in our everyday life, and we do. And sometimes, like I said, all we're really doing is interpreting what other people say and interpreting what other people do through the lens of our insecurity so we're not even actually seeing and hearing what they're saying. We, we, we're not even actually seeing them or hearing them. We're hearing what we think they're saying because we're interpreting it through our insecurity, and that's how we get in so much trouble. That's how we get in so much. So you have to become aware of the games that ego likes to play. You have to become aware so that that way, the next time that story comes around in your mind, you know what's going on. You know the real from the fake. You know the true from the false. Because some of us, we've lived our whole lives just telling these stories. And it's just automatic. Somebody does this, we interpret it like this because of that experience that we had many years ago. And so now, anybody else who resembles that experience that I had a long time ago is going to be put in this box of who I think they are and what I believe that they're doing right now. Ooh, that's trouble. So when Jesus says, someone slaps you on one cheek, turn and give them the other. He's not saying that because he wants your life to be hard. He's saying that because he wants things to go easier for you. He wants them to go smoother for you. You want to know what's really hard? Holding on to bitterness. Holding on to unforgiveness, holding on to resentment, blaming other people. That's what's really difficult, not love. You're just not used to love, and so it hurts. But once you go through that initial pain, it's like working out. Once you go through that initial pain of, of giving yourself over to love and responding to life and love, eventually you start getting comfortable. You start getting used to it. And now you start building up your strength to the point where you can't imagine responding in any other way. It is harder for me at this point in my life to not forgive you than to forgive you. It's actually, it takes more effort and energy for me in my life to blame you than it does to love you. Somebody slaps you on the one cheek. You turn and give them the other. Not because you're weak, but because you are so, 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 so strong. But you understand the world sees this in a totally different way. So the scriptures say to overcome evil with good. We have to be very careful that when we seek to oppose evil, we don't become it in the process. 
because that's what tends to happen. That's literally what we do. The only way to oppose evil without becoming it is through love. And the secret, I'm going to give you the secret. The secret is to never meet force with force. There's a form of martial arts known as judo. Anybody familiar with it? Judo literally means the gentle way. And the whole premise of judo is to use your opponent's momentum against them. The idea is that you use their force in your favor. So if you're doing judo correctly, you are seeking to evade your opponent's attack so that they can get unbalanced and you maintain perfect balance. So in judo, they say push when pulled and pull when pushed. No resistance. You're doing the opposite of what the other is doing. When you're capable of doing this, again, you maintain your balance while the other person is doing this. That works with life. However it is that people may react to you, just go with the flow of it and practice doing the opposite. So if somebody reacts to you in anger, you respond to them in love. If somebody reacts to you in blame, you respond to them with gentleness. If someone reacts to you with accusation, you respond to them with forgiveness. You don't have to do things this way. It's just a lot less painful if you do. When you are able to go with the flow of things and practice doing the opposite, you neutralize the other person's energy while maintaining your own sense of balance and harmony. And that is what true strength is. The scriptures say that the wisdom of God is foolishness to this world. God's strength seems like weakness to this world. Because some people are thinking, oh my God, what do you mean if I just keep my heart open? They're going to step all over me. I can't let them just step all over me. If I'm, if I'm kind to people, even when they're unkind to me, they're just going to take advantage of me. How could I allow that to happen? The scriptures say God will vindicate you. The scriptures say God will fight your battles for you. So if somebody slaps you on one cheek, you turn and you give them the other. You have no idea what strength is if kindness looks like weakness to you. You have no idea what strength is. And so it's time to completely rewire your mind. Because up to this point, you think it's about doing this. Puffing up your chest. Standing up for yourself. Speaking out against that which is wrong. And standing up for that which is right. And I got to make sure that I put my foot down and nobody's going to get through me. No, it's better just do the judo thing. Just kind of move, evade. Use the other person's momentum against them so that you can maintain your balance and stability and you're good. Total control, total harmony. You become the center of the cyclone. And life is always going to be doing that cyclone thing. Trust me. It's always going to be doing this and you just stay in the middle. 
why don't you just meet me in the middle? Were you thinking about that too when I said that? Oh, there's a wonderful story about a Zen master, very revered in his community. And there was a young girl from his village who had gotten pregnant. And she was scared. She kind of wanted to protect the real father. And so for some reason, when her parents confronted her, she decided to blame it on the monk. And she said, it's his baby. And so the parents went to this man and they started to criticize him and they started to accuse him and they started to tell him how fake he was and how could you do this? And the monk looked at them as they were saying all of these words and he responded, is that so? Eventually, the woman gave birth to the child and the girl along with her parents went back to the Zen master and they said, this is your fault, and so this baby is your responsibility. Mind you, by now, this man's reputation was trashed. I mean, he was once revered, and now everybody was looking at him like a fake, like a fraud. And when they told him, this is your responsibility, now you got to take care of this baby, he looked at them and he said, is that so? And he took the baby. About a year later, the young girl could not hold on to this lie any longer. It was eating her up alive on the inside because she knew that it wasn't right. And so she confessed to her parents the truth. She revealed who the true father was. And they went back to the Zen master so apologetic. And they were hoping that maybe he would be willing to return the baby to them. And so they said, I'm so sorry. We didn't mean to do this. This is such a misunderstanding. And the man looks at them and he says, is that so? And he gives to them the baby. How would you respond in a situation like that? <laughs> whether I got the baby or I don't got the baby, whether they blame me or they don't blame me, whether they think I'm amazing, whether they think I'm not, nothing changes about my inner disposition. Because I go with the flow of life and I offer no resistance. This is a total and complete control that can only be found in a total and complete passivity. We do not value passivity in our culture, especially in America. Oh my God, passive. <laughs> passive? That's like a, a passive person is like, oh please, weak. A weak person. Total control through total passivity. The wisdom of God is foolishness to this world. The mystics call it winning by losing. Action through non-action. Winning by losing. Action through non-action. You're not adding fuel to the fire, you understand? And so the fire goes out much quicker. If you just let it do it on its own. Okay, you're going to feel the heat for a little while because the fire's going. But if you're not adding fuel to it, eventually it is just, it goes. Where we get in trouble is with the expectations that we put on other people. I was so respectful to you and you're not being respectful to me? I was so kind to you and you're not going to be kind to me? Why do you need people to be respectful to you? 
is not you respecting yourself enough? Why do you need others to be kind to you? Is not you being kind to them enough? Or does your kindness have an agenda? Hmm. Now we can get to the real conversation. The only expectation worth having on other people is that they will be exactly who they are. That is the only expectation that I live with. The only expectation worth placing on another human being is that they will be exactly who they are. And it is the most foolish thing in the world to expect that other people will live up to the demands that our parents, our religion, our society programmed into us. That is foolish. People are going to do what they do. People are going to act the way that they act. People are going to think the way that they think. Because that's where they are right now in this stage of their life. And that's it. And there's no right or wrong about it. It is what it is. I had somebody uh, the other night, awesome friend. He was trying to encourage me. And he was like, Danny, I just want you to know something, man. He's like, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what you do. You can do just something horrible. And I'm always going to be there for you. I'm going to be right there by your side. I'll go to war with you. I love you. I'm here with you. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and, and it was nice. I understand the gesture, right? It's being very kind. <laughs> Later on, that, that person was asking me, Danny, oh, man, how, how are you able to maintain some sort of stability when it seems like circumstances around you are kind of crazy. I put my hand on this bald person's head. And I said, listen, today you can look at me in the eyes and you can say, I love you. I'll go to war for you. It doesn't matter what you do, Danny. I'm always going to be in your corner. I'm always going to be by your side. And tomorrow... That can all change. And I still love you. And I still will give myself to you because I'm not afraid of that. Y'all don't understand that yet, but that's fine. The point is anything is always possible. You can't leave out any possibility. You can't leave out any possibility. And so some people are afraid of those possibilities. And so, oh, I may get hurt. So I got to do this. And so I'm not going to build the friendship. I'm not going to go back into a relationship. I'm not going to give my heart to this person because they can any moment just walk out. If you're not afraid of that, if you understand that, if you accept that, then you're open. Whether they do or whether they don't, whether they stay, or whether they go, you're okay. When you take into consideration people's background, 
when you take into consideration people's life experiences, when you take into consideration people's lack of awareness, it becomes much easier to understand why people do the things that they do, why they are the way that they are, and there's no blame in it. So that now instead of pointing the finger at other people, all you're seeking to do is understand them. And when you can look out at others through that compassionate kind of seeing, angerness can't live in that heart. Bitterness can't live in that kind of heart. I, I don't look at people and see guilty people. I see hurting people. And there's no judgment towards that. How can you judge somebody because they're hurt? How can you judge somebody because life has taken a toll on them? And this is how they react out of survival. There's no blame in that. And like I heard one teacher said, to understand all is to forgive all. To understand all is to forgive all. And so if somebody's reactions to you elicit or trigger a, a, a particular emotion that is difficult for you to handle and deal with, all that is a sign of is that there's some sort of misunderstanding. You're just not understanding them. You're just not understanding the situation. Because if you truly understood, you could forgive. If you truly understood, you could forgive. I mean, listen, years ago I did a message and I put up a picture. I went to a... Uh, this was a course that I was doing in my doctoral program in California, and we went to a place, gosh, what was it called? It was this beautiful center where they help people rehabilitate from like uh, gangs. And do you remember this? Man, so it's, I, I, yes, yeah. So there, I, I put up a picture up here of two guys who were giving us a tour of the facility. They came from that street life, and one day, um, in the past, they got into a shootout. Like these two human beings were shooting guns at each other. But that day that I was there, they were taking a picture like this. They became friends. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen too many things, people. I've seen family members forgive murderers who have taken the lives of those that they love and they cherish. Come on. That's the power of understanding. It's not that those people are better than you or anything like that. They just understand. They just understand something that right now you don't. Love. 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 The most powerful force in the world. You can get there. You are that. You are that. And so maybe what can help simplify this for you is understanding that anything else other than love isn't real. It's not real. When you react out of anger, when you react from that place of bitterness, when you react out of resentment, when you're operating in vengeance, you're in a dream of your own making. It's not real. Snap out of it. Come back to reality. How do I do that, Danny? Drop your mind into your heart and let love fill every, every nook and cranny of your being. 
Then you will see clearly. Then you will know. Then you will understand. And then you will be free. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you for these powerful, challenging words from the mouth of Jesus. We know that with you, all things are possible. And for some of us, this, this, kind, of, this kind of life, this kind of way of being just does not seem like a possibility. And so this morning, we ask for help. We ask for strength. We ask that you would enable us to see with these kind of eyes so that we would have the mind of Christ, so that we can flow with life and offer no resistance to what is. Maintaining balance, maintaining harmony in your presence, fullness of joy, a fullness of peace that is available to us. We receive it in this morning. We bless those who curse us. We love those who persecute us. That is the way. Amen. All right. Wow, you guys survived it. I know. That was a little tough. But you got it, man. You got it. You got it. You got it. You ever want to talk about it, hit me up. IG at D underscore Prada. All right, bye. See you next week. <laughs>